Welcome to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Haglund, President of Minnesota Hospice and your host for today's program. We are excited about the continuing five-part series titled Lifting the Veil, Revealing the Spiritual Truths About Dying and Death. Joining me today to continue this fascinating discussion of the third episode of the series titled Releasing and Allowing Life's Design are two of my favorite colleagues <laughs> that I have had the privilege and honor of working with for several years. They are Reverend Debbie Meckley, chaplain and spiritual care advisor, and hospice social worker Heidi Simon, licensed generalist social worker with a master's degree in social work. Thank you both for being here again and sharing your expertise and insight on today's program. Thank you. Wouldn't have missed it. Thanks, Ken. Well, since last week, wow, these weeks go by fast. Um, a lot has happened, but I want to recap uh, just a little bit here about what we talked about last time, because that was that was uh, quite fascinating, um, uh, because the topic was the four spiritual aspects of pain. And we, we talked about the four aspects being meaning, forgiveness, relatedness, and hope. And Debbie, did you want to just give us a little uh, thought on, on those? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, um, the, the spiritual pain is something that we all live with. That's part of living. You know, these aspects that we move through as we walk our talk, um, as we uh, go through our relationships. Um, and the really interesting thing is that we have found with our hospice experience is that it really is about living, how we lived our life. And because um, we die the way we live. So these aspects of pain, how we are moving through them in our living really does affect how we move through end of life or our dying experience. And so when Heidi and I put together this uh, lifting the veil, um, mm -hmm. revealing the spiritual truth about dying and death, um, was really about living. And how do we experience better deaths? What is a good death? And is that possible? And we believe that it is. Because we do see people who have moved through these um, aspects of pain in their life in a different way, in a very conscious way, in an awareness, in a mindful way. And so when they are um, at end of life and they are dying, it's not so accentuated. The forgiveness and the relationships and um, what was my meaning and purpose. So... Um, Hospice has taught us a lot. The dying are our teachers. And so um, we've been uh, moving through this series, really focusing on how, how to be better at living so we can be better at dying. Because we don't do it very well in this culture, and it's time to change that story. And that's one of the things that I keep hearing from people. They said, well, all these things you're talking about that relate to the dying and the death experience and the loved ones, they said, but this is how I should live my life every day, right? And mm -hmm. I said, you got it. That, that is exactly why you guys put together this amazing workshop, seminar, series, um, is to teach us how to live today so that when we do eventually have our time in dying and approaching transition and death, we can look back on that and say we lived our life the way we wanted to, we, we, the way we want to die and in, in, yeah. in pass on exactly i mean it's a perception yeah. you know death can be an advocate for us i mean it can be an advisor when you think about it in new terms and that's what these courageous conversations are is changing their our perspective and putting on a different pair of glasses okay so. well we will it'll be fun to get a little update on on how your last workshop because you're you had your third workshop uh last sunday at uh, unity of the valley uh, located in Savage, and we've got um, two more workshops coming up. Um, so we got the next one is on February 18th, correct, and then the following Sunday, February 25th. Mm -hmm. So throughout the show, we'll we'll be mentioning and reminding listeners of when those uh, next two workshops are. But uh, so let's get back into today's topic then. So today we are discussing the seven spiritual elements that exist in our living and ever-present in our dying experience. And um, I'm not sure we're going to have time for all seven, right? We're going to... 
I we'll, think we probably will. Oh, okay, we will. okay. Mm-hmm. I know we had we we barely got through the four spiritual aspects <laughs> of pain last weekend, so now we got seven today. But um, all right, well let's 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 dive into that. Um, okay. And and start talking about those seven. Well, and I think even you know um, from that point of view, we could even kind of give the whole picture of really what this third episode was about, and we called it releasing and allowing life's design, and. You know, within that, we really embarked with our participants on an exploration of, um, you know, it was very thought-provoking and empowering, and we had some really inspiring conversations. So within that, yes, we learned about those seven spiritual elements, but we also, we also got real and we got curious about religion because that's what we were asked to do by some of our participants. And so we took an opportunity to talk about what do we believe in and what do we not. And so we won't include that today, but that'll be that'll be coming up and then we also um we talked about grief and shared perspectives on that not only the way that in which it changes us but how it expands us and um i know that our our listeners won't be able to embrace um the image that we had to to launch this talk on sunday but we we connected in really a natural way and we used the image of a tree as it progresses through all the seasons right and what that is able to teach us about releasing and allowing because if we can all imagine here in the Midwest we've watched we've watched the transition that our trees go through when they've experienced a season and they let go of what those experiences were in terms of the leaves right and they just gently you know some of them dash down some of them gently sway and spin until they land but the point is is that that there's this innate wisdom that the tree has it knows that it needs to release in order to experience growth in order to experience the change that it needs and so you're not really you're not really seeing that tree grasping you know to grab onto those leaves and hold on and so when you connect that to us and in our human experience we tend to at times resist what is really that natural process of you know in order to be able to grow and expand we need to release and sometimes and I know W and I talk about this that sometimes it's releasing people Mm-hmm. relationships that we really never imagined we'd be releasing because there's something about that experience that is just where it's at. Yeah. Or sometimes, very honestly, we see that it is we that have been released by someone and maybe we just haven't really moved through that deeper acceptance of that. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's the old thought patterns that need us to, you know, we need to release them because the allowing then shows up in so many ways when we've had this opening in our lives whether it's a relationship or a experience or time or a focus then we're greeted by maybe it's you know an opportunity to be around people that are of like-mindedness to us or to embrace something that that would really help us to move forward in our in our path and along with that releasing, so often we associate releasing with effort and work when actually it's a freedom. You know, it, it creates freedom. And uh, we talk about the um, the grief before, during, and after. We've talked about that in the loss of a loved one. But there's a different kind of grief that we touch on in this series. And that's when you grow, when you expand yourself and evolve. That oftentimes, like you said, is um, releasing um, people, places things, jobs, you know, and um, and even sometimes the people that are closest in our lives feel um, the fear of being left behind. So, but we have to um, keep moving forward in order to uh, release these spiritual aspects of pain that we talked about last week so that we can live inside of these next spiritual elements that you and I are going to cover today. Yes, and as we've said before, which is so true, whether it is in our natural world around us or within ourselves, is that we are always in this process of dying, essentially, to who we were mm-hmm. before stepping into exactly. another phase or another season. Yeah. What so. has to die before you die. We exactly. talk about that a lot. Yes. So, well, good. Um, and so we're going to um, move into the, the seven spiritual elements, but I know you have this great analogy about the puzzle, and I love that. <laughs> well, again, it was an image that, that arrived when we were planning this and it's really a a puzzle and it's in a circle which makes so much sense when we think about everything just is natural in a circle whether it's the circle of life or or how we facilitate a lot of things in our life it comes full circle and within that if you can picture that circle but each 
um, element is a puzzle piece in that circle, whether it's our occupation, um, the environment, our emotional self, our physical being, um, our social and spiritual aspects. And when we think about that, it makes perfect sense, right? Because, I mean, honestly, how many times do we kind of feel like maybe our wellness is a bit of a puzzle? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about yeah. that. So thinking about that and, and um, realizing that there are all of these pieces and they are connected. However, we know that we move through times where the elements of our spirituality and our being can come a, become a little bit disconnected. And what does that bring up for us when we experience that disconnection? Because it's very possible that that could either bring us the feeling of pressure and maybe some stress around that, or, or honestly, sometimes it may be a relief yeah. when it just doesn't fit. And sometimes it doesn't have to fit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that it doesn't always have to fit. Yes. So. All right. Well, boy, that just blew right by me here. Hey, <laughs> let's, we got a lot to talk about here, but um, uh, before we take break here, uh, I want to make sure that you guys know we're listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We will be right back to continue our series on lifting the veil, revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death, and discussions on the seven spiritual elements of our living and dying experiences. Hi, it's Tom Hartman, and this Valentine's Day, I want you to stop at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. Jimmy and Helene Pesses have created a family atmosphere where generations of Twin City customers have made it their jewelry store. At Continental Diamond, you can shop without pressure because no one works on commission. In addition to the outstanding selection of jewelry and watches, on Valentine's Day only, they'll be hosting R.J. Kramer flowers and L'Amour chocolates for those last-minute shoppers. Continental Diamond, adjacent to the West End in St. Louis Park, and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Hi, Ellie Krug here. You may know me from Hidden Edges Radio on Sunday afternoons. I'm now thrilled to report that every Monday at 7.30 a.m., I'll also be hosting a new weekly half-hour show named Ellie 2.0. Ellie 2.0 follows my journey through life as I teach and train about human inclusivity. It'll be an uplifting edge for your Monday morning commute. Hooray! Please join me for Ellie 2.0 every Monday at 7.30 a.m. See you then. Lowe's Tax Service on Ford Parkway in St. Paul has been preparing tax returns since 1971. They're one of the most successful independently owned tax services in the country with a diverse team of highly trained and screened tax preparation experts. Tax laws and forms are always changing, and you need someone who's a dedicated tax preparation professional. Visit www.mohstax.com. That's M-O-H-S tax.com. Or give them a call, 612-721-2026. Most tax service, they work for you, not the IRS. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Your home stinks. What, you didn't notice? Odds are you're immune to the smells in your home, but the stink is definitely there. That means it's time to bring out the pros from Zero Res to clean out the dust mites, dander, and bacteria festering in your carpet. This month, you can get three-room Zero Res clean starting at only 119 bucks. Plus, this month, you can still get a great deal when you get your air duct Zero Res clean. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMN.com. Zero Res, spell it backward or forward, it spells the same. Hello, I'm Dr. Vladimir von Surikov, the director and president of the Museum of Russian Art, which holds the finest collection of Russian art in North America, as well as an award-winning gift shop, Izba. Unique gifts, artworks, and artisan-made products are sourced from artists and jewelers who use traditional Russian materials to create stunning pieces for purchase. Izba Gift Shop is on Facebook and Instagram. Our museum is at tmora.org. Visit Izba Gift Shop for that special gift you will cherish. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. 
Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and I am joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. Uh, these are two colleagues of mine that are that head up our psych social uh, department. And um, today we are continuing our series entitled Lifting the Veil, Revealing the Spiritual Truths About Dying and Death. And today's conversation, we're focusing on the seven spiritual elements of our living and our dying experiences. Before we jump in there, I want to remind our listeners that this five-part series is being presented live by the two of you each Sunday here in uh, February, the last two Sundays of February, uh, at Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center located in Savage, Minnesota. And uh, the seminar slash workshop lasts about 90 minutes. And it starts at 11.45 a.m. and ends at 1.15 p.m. And uh, we're all excited about the fact that it's free, being sponsored by the Spiritual Center. And also, CEU uh, are available for people attending for that as well. So mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to really dive into some of these unique spiritual elements, um, but also get some CEU for it. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Great. Well, well, let's let's jump back into this. I and mean, we just started breaking the ice here a little bit with uh, those seven elements. Yeah, so we'll get started with that, but I want to um, uh, remind our listeners, and Heidi touched on this a little bit ago, that, you know, when we talk about these kind of uh, non-tangible um, topics, that when we do this presentation, the visuals um, are experiential they're they're amazing they really touch your soul and they connect you to the matter you know that we're talking about and of course we do the uh, experiential exercises every time we have one of these that give people an opportunity to use their voice to express things that they may not have expressed for a long time and uh, to share and see that we're really in this together we're all in this together, and this is something we're all going to experience. So we um, keep it light, and there is um, some giggles, and there is some laughter, and there's a lot of release, and we talk about release being very freeing. It's not something that's full of effort. So let's share with them uh, these elements that we're talking about today are the elements that we live with. We talked about the spiritual pain last week, those aspects, not to be confused with the elements of daily living and how we move through that. And again, reminding our our audience that um, we're really talking about living better so that we can die better because we're not doing that well in this culture, in this Mm -hmm. country, and it's time to change that. And so we're putting ourselves out there and sharing, and it's amazing how many people are intrigued about this subject because it's going to happen to all of us but typically in our circles of influence right. we're not talking about it right so people are coming out and they're they're um the feedback is amazing so let's hit them with the first spiritual element. okay well it sounds good so when we look at these the first one is an awareness of the other so what that really means is what is it for us that is valued or that we find sacred so i just like to phrase it as what stirs your soul Because I think we all have an awareness of um, something that when, it could be something or someone, that when it comes to our mind, we're just flooded with this feeling around it of sacredness. So for some people, it could be maybe their children. For some, it's pets or animals in their life. And for others, it's a purpose or a calling or a cause that they're engaged in. Um, We each have something precious and that's really what this refers to is is that, you know, we, we are at a time right now where even though we're designed to be a social being, we've really kind of seen that people have come within. They've drawn themselves in. And it's based on probably a lot of factors. There's a lot of things that can be overwhelming and that can drive people inward um, right now. But we talk about it in our in our episode like, this could be another perspective of an opportunity rather than something to pull away from is this maybe the opportunity that we've all been waiting for our opportunity to come out of ourselves to shed those masks that each and every one of us have I mean it's just part of our daily being is that we have those masks and how we present ourselves because the truth is is that being present for another is really where we find that stir and that sacredness and so that which you do for another you do for self and that which you do for self you do for another right deb absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. 
And the second spiritual element that we're going to talk about today is a sense of responsibility. And how am I responsible for the world that is around me? What is my contribution to that? Um, but also, how do I step back and be the observer at times and hold that space for others? And that it comes out of coming out of self mm -hmm. as well, yes. um, because we are living in some unsettling times, and um, I think that um, still being connected and not being so fearful of what is happening or unfolding allows us to feel that we haven't shrugged ourselves off, we haven't shrunk away from the fire that's within and the fire that's without, and um, allow ourselves to be inside the conversations that help us to uh, still have a sense of responsibility. We don't have to do it all. We don't have to be in every role, right? We talk about right. we don't have to be in all the roles. And where is the disconnect? If the disconnect feels okay, be well with that. And we even say this is an opportunity to be courageously authentic. Absolutely. And we used this um, analogy in our, in our talk about our soul's role. And then matching that to soul is in terms of soul of your shoe and how we roll. You did so, that very well up thank there. Thank you. But <laughs> in other words, saying, here's our opportunity to really be who we are and to walk our talk. And are we feeling that we're able to do that? Mm-hmm. So. I think next time you might want to hold a shoe up. I might. Yeah, so everybody gets the Not one the that I'm wearing. That. Not one that I'm wearing, though. That might not work. <laughs> So then um, we move into the third spiritual element, which is a sense of vocation. And, you know, wow, we could just do a whole, whole show on this because it's really about what is my reason for being. And so we talk about moving through the art of living, which we all know living is an art, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's just truth. We ask ourselves the question of why am I here and what is the meaning of my life? as we filter through those experiences that we go through in search of what that purpose is and, and really maybe not even being aware that we're in a search. Mm -hmm. It's just unfolding. And with each corner and each detour that we encounter in our lives, that that meaning will shift and expand as if, you know, you, you can imagine the series of merging rivers that empty into a vast ocean. Everything has had a contribution to the bigger picture. Right, Deb? Yep. And not to um, age myself, but I think that <laughs> as I've been moving through this sense of why am I here, I've learned that it doesn't have to be frustrating. It doesn't have to be um, um, that unknown, you know, where, where folks are like, I don't know why I'm here. What am I doing? What's my purpose? The purpose shifts and changes as the phase of your lives change. You know, we had a purpose in the be early on, and we had a purpose with our children. We had a purpose with our careers. And, and it's okay that that un uh, just evolves and unfolds. And if we allow it to show up, then we're not searching outside of ourselves for something because that's not where it is. That's not where the growth is and the purpose. And it's not necessarily a job or career or doing something, which is uncanny because I just had this conversation in a, a Wisdom Walkers group that I was in last night, mm -hmm. and the topic was purpose and yes. meaning. So um, I love that this can be different. It can be different than what we're used to. All right. Thank you, guys. So we are just touching on the third of the seven here. So we've got several more great things to talk about on the next segment. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We'll be right back to continue our discussion on Lifting the Veil, releasing the spiritual truths about dying and death. Get ready for the 2018 Blue State Ball. Hi there, Matt McNeil encouraging you to join us for a great annual tradition for Democrats and like-minded left-leaning individuals. The Blue State Ball is set for Saturday, March 10th at the same great location we were at last year, the Blaisdell Mansion in Minneapolis. Coming back to the Twin Cities are two of the station's favorites, Tom Hartman and Norman Goldman. We'll begin the evening with a VIP event starting at 5.30 with hors d'oeuvres and drinks. And at 7 p.m., the general admission begins. With it being an election year, we are expecting a ton of special political guests. And as always, Mike McAtee, many of the great weekend hosts, and myself will be there too. Hang out with great Democrats, check out the sponsor table, and enjoy the rousing speeches taking us into the evening. VIP tickets are $100 each and are limited. General admission tickets are $35 each. Go to am950radio.com for ticket information. That's am950radio.com, Saturday, March 10th at the Blaisdell, 2322 Blaisdell Avenue in Minneapolis. It's the 2018 Blues. State Ball. We'll see you there. 
People love the warmth, charm, and great food at Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Tonight, try their Vittles, Vino, and Beer, a full slab of baby back ribs grilled over mesquite charcoal, juicy jerk chicken with Caribbean beans and rice, grilled plank salmon, and their famous shrimp and grits. Try a Milton's ribeye or the portobello mushroom and end your night with carrot cake, bananas foster, or rum cake. The perfect meal for a date or a casual get-together, that's Vittles, Vino, and Beer at Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. While shopping for a fireplace insert at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, I was amazed at all the choices. Not just gas, electric, or wood burning, but also built-in or freestanding, and options in every style from antique to modern. The staff really listened to us, explained the options, and helped us choose a fireplace we absolutely love. Now it warms our hearts and our home every winter. Thank you, Woodland Stoves, for a great addition. Hi, I'm Peter Solak, putting in a word for the EPA BurnWise campaign. It has important information about clean burning fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be sunny with a high near 14. Tonight, clear with a low around negative 4 and wind chill values as low as negative 15. Sunday, increasing clouds with a high near 18 and a low around negative 1. Monday, we'll have a high of 16 and a low of 8. Minnesota Eat Local's Restaurant of the Week is the Downtowner. It's a perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, seven days a week. Offering a beautiful dining room that is available for special events and business meetings. Located at 253 7th Street in St. Paul, visit downtownerwoodfire.com for the full menu. Songs have been sold. We've traveled around the world and we're still roaming. Soon we'll be 30 years old. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and I am joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. And uh, we are talking about um, the seven elements of spiritual truths about living and dying. And that is a part of the five-part series that we're talking about um, uh, that is revealing the spiritual truths about uh, dying and death, and it's uh, called Lifting the Veil. We started that series two sessions ago, two radio shows ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then um, the key to this whole thing is that this is being done live in parallel every Sunday. And we have uh, two more Sundays in February that people can come out and actually be a part of this, this uh, workshop experiential um, presentation and and, uh, work that you guys do with people. It's only 90 minutes. It's uh, from 11.45 to 1.15 p.m. um, And it's uh, in Savage at uh, Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. So that's great. I want to encourage our listeners, if they have any questions about that or want to make sure they've got the information, you can go to the uh, website, uh, unityofthevalleymn.org, or feel free to call us at uh, 612-930-3339. The other thing, before we jump back into this great uh, great discussion today, is I want to talk about um, our annual Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care Conference Coming up in April, we've got um, the uh, uh, keynote presenter this year is Dr. Ira Bayak, and he is a preeminent voice of hospice and palliative care today. And uh, the um, that's happening on Monday, April 9th at 7 p.m. at the Doubletree Hotel in Bloomington. And uh, this conference is the largest state conference on hospice and palliative care in the country. We have people that attend from all over the country, but uh, um, it rivals the national 
conference uh, that is held later on in the year. So um, anyway, that's just really, really an amazing opportunity for us to hear about, uh, hear from Dr. Ira Bayak. And uh, tickets are available by uh, going online at mnhpc.com. And um, you can get tickets there. And they're only available through the Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care website. All right. Uh, got through all that. And we, wanna, we, we had talked about now uh, previously, the last segment was um, these seven elements, spiritual elements. And the first one was an awareness of the other about being present. And then the second one was a sense of responsibility. And the third one we started on t- talking about was a sense of vocation. And uh, that amazing question that we all ask ourselves, mm-hmm. and in, you want to ask others as well sometimes, is why are you here? Why am I here? Right. So I just, I love that question because it reminds me of, uh, of uh, Mark Twain when he, he said, They're the two most important days of your life, the day you're born and the day you figure out why. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that. it just ties in so much it with, does. with this you know very important part of it and uh, so anyway well, let's let's get back into that discussion and mm-hmm. and well, go from there and as you said Ken you know life is life is the art of allowing and allowing what shows up and saying yes and trusting that and just letting it unfold is so important and let's move into spiritual element 4 which is a sense of community and with this it's really asking is there a sense of caring for and being cared for um so Really, we're all we're all wired for connection, and we're all born into that experience. Whether it's our family system, we have um, tribal systems and clans. The, all of us are grounded really in the same idea: is that we're looking for that belonging, and um, you know we're all looking to be loved and to be loving, to be seen and to be heard. And so, this absolutely lasers right into what we talk about in our end-of-life experience, um, which is knowing that there is a role that we all can play for someone who's moving through their end-of-life and what that looks like. Not necessarily that we're going to be fixing anything, so to speak, but that we're able to be present and to be able to, to stand with them and say, I can accompany you. I can be there for you. And, and Really looking at how that, if we're able to allow that into our experience now, how that can change the way that we live and, ch- and inform the way that we, at some point, will be moving through this experience ourselves. Because we will do this with a purpose, on purpose. Right, right. Yeah, I think that you, you covered that well. We, um, as Amkaras, and we are um, soul friends and uh, counselors in the dying process for those those folks who are at end of life that um, that is to a community that somebody who is at end of life will seek. It's it's really mm-hmm. on purpose, like you said. It means automatic that we will start to look for that kind of understanding. Yes, so. I agree. Good. So the spiritual element number five uh, is a sense of repentance. What is my capacity to reconcile with myself and others? And um, I think when we hear this reconciliation with myself and others, we tend to think about our own personal world of friends and family, coworkers. Um, you know, who who's not talking to who, who's on the hook for something, you know, who, where are we playing the blame, shame, guilt game? Uh, if we are, where is resentment for another, possibly for our own selves? And that truly is, um, uh, is a part of it. But we go a little bit deeper and we talk about the expansion of that and what does that look like? Um, as we reconcile with um, our government. I mean, think about what's gone on in the last 18 months. Um, How do we feel about that? And I would venture to guess that in the way we're feeling the unsettledness, the disappointments, the anger, uh, the confusion of what some of us are experiencing here, um, regardless of our stand, that we... um, we may have put some of those smaller issues, family, blame, shame game on the back burner or may have found them a little bit um, less important. Um, that can be good 
too. But um, you know, it, it's the expansive piece of our reconciliation. It's not just our 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 little world. Um, it's education. It's government. It's um, healthcare. Oh my gosh, you know, all the things that we maybe took for granted that we wouldn't have to be reconciling. We our plate is full, and what is our role with that? And we talk about we don't have to have a role in every single piece of it. It's like that puzzle that Heidi talked about in the beginning. If you're, there's a disconnect in that puzzle piece and it doesn't fit in here, maybe it's not supposed to. So there's some relief there, there <laughs> when you think about reconciliation and uh, and moving through that and this repentance. Um, I'm also going to be touching base on this in our next show on religion and what role religion has pay, played in our reconciling with the trust or lack of trust with what we've experienced with religion and what has been handed down to us in our belief system as it is in regards to dying and death and how we fear that. You know, how we've had the fear of death being put into us and the fear of God and um, those topics. And they were really big. Uh, and what we talked about this last weekend, a lot of people um, uh, had... Um, uh, called into us and emailed to us. Are you going to be touching on religion and and how we feel about that and and the role that it plays? And we said, Oh yeah, you asked for it, you got it, and so that's why we call it religion. Believe it or not. Or not. So that's coming up. Yeah, that was very dynamic. You could actually feel the energy in the room change mm -hmm. when when people got to have conversations. It was fantastic. And the heads <laughs> nodding and saying, Yes, yes, that happened to me. And yeah. and, and I, I'm trying to release that and remembering releasing is freedom. Yes. So we move on to spiritual element number six, which is the ability to be present. So asking that question, is my focus on the past, the present, or is it oriented to the future? And I just love this image of either the rearview mirror or the windshield, because I think that we have the opportunity in every moment, right, mm -hmm. to pick which one that we are going to look through or look at, pay attention to. And I think that this is something that... Um, Boy, I really feel like this could be a common experience for so many that, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in what that past was, going through the should-haves and the justifications, running all of that through our mind, on top of which then creates the future worry, mm -hmm. right? And so right. it just is this large amount of activity and focus that really can shift us away from where we are right now yeah. and where we could possibly be headed because if we spend so much time you know i guess i could really think about the experience we had on on the way here um you know of just seeing accidents on the way here which i you know i just hope that everybody was okay in that but i say that to say that if we're spending so much time looking through the rearview mirror what could possibly be coming our way that we're not ready for that we're not really um in tune with that could ultimately create some real difficulties or, um, you know, going down a path that we didn't really want to go down because we spent so much time behind. So, Or the opportunities, too, that are missed if we're looking in the absolutely. rear mirror. I mean, the good stuff, the absolutely. good stuff as well. So, yeah, um, and, and the depiction that we used, the visualization, um, was really good, and we did an exercise with this, and we had people find a way to get present, and that was to settle themselves in their chair and breathe, only to find out that the breath is the only time we're present. You know, um, the mind travels, but the body gets present. And uh, people were a little surprised at that, that, right. oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm really present in this moment. I think the best part of that is that reminding everybody that that breath, that opportunity, is a tool that we carry with us, right? Like any moment you can center yourself and focus on your breath. Yeah. And, you know, um, the past serves a purpose. I mean, we we get a lot of good stuff from the past and we get a lot of not-so-good stuff from the past. And in order to reconcile where you're moving forward, we have to bring those pieces up. But we got to learn how to um, actually truly release Allow them, release them, let go, because that is life's design. That is life's design. It is, and it's, it's very similar to what we talk about with the analogy of the tree, because that's an opportunity we have all the time to observe in nature, because mm -hmm. those leaves represent the experiences that, that tree had. And the, the tree doesn't care if, if they were leaves with holes and ragged edges and were crinkly and dark, or if it's vibrant, beautiful colors of a full, smooth leaf. They all have value to nourish that tree and the community in the next season. And I really think that our past experiences, if we hold that space for them, can do that very same thing. 
Yeah, and that's finding that that those moments of non-judgment where we get curious. Because when we're curious about who we are and why we do what we do, um, then we're not judging. We're getting interested in who we really are and who we're becoming. So, um, yeah, the ability to be present. We talk about that. It's not just a cliche. Um, it is everything and nothing at the same time. It is. Yeah. A great conversation, great conversation, guys. That's, I, I boy, I, I, wrote, I wrote down several questions here that I know we don't have time to jump into in this segment, um, but uh, uh, very nice to cover those those um, uh, three seg- uh, three topics, four, five, and six here that we'll come back and address the seventh one mm-hmm. on the next segment here. Um, so um, let's. Uh, Let's uh, wrap this up here. Um, You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We will be right back um, to continue our series on lifting the veil, revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death, and today's focus on the seven spiritual elements of our living and dying. As a family-owned business, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930. A new furnace and air conditioner from Standard Heating and Air can lower your monthly utility bills, administer more consistent temperatures, and even improve indoor air quality, making your home safer and healthier for the whole family. The average heating and cooling system lasts 15 to 20 years, so if yours is on its last legs, call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. The first sentence of his email said, I'd like to stay anonymous. And the second sentence said, I'd like to donate a million dollars to the Global Good Fund. Where should I send the check? I'm Tony Lloyd, and I'm the host of the brand new show, Social Entrepreneur. If you love stories that engage, inform, and inspire, you don't want to miss it. Join us every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Crazy about pets? We are too. The Pet Connection Show is a great venue for fun, informative, and creative conversations about pets. Join myself, Kathy Menard, and Dr. Nicole Parole, along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry, as we discuss healthcare, relationships, behaviors, and even political issues as they relate to our pets. So come, sit, stay for the Pet Connection Show, Sundays 11 a.m. to noon on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, Matt McNeil, and it's one of my favorite times of the year. It's SUV month at Rudy Luther Toyota. The Highlander is an amazing vehicle. Features an available direct-injected 3.5-liter V6 engine, a bold look, space for up to eight, five USB ports, and tons of cargo space. Rudy Luther Toyota currently has 140 2018 Highlanders in stock, with financing as low as 0.9% for 60 months, plus the great Rudy Luther service I love. Stop by for SUV month at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. The local advertisers you hear on AM 950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM 950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. Welcome back to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and I am joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. We have been talking today about the seven spiritual elements of our living and dying experiences. And this is one of the episodes 
of a five-part series called Lifting the Veil, Revealing the Spiritual Truths About Dying and Death. And um, just a reminder to our listeners that this uh, this five-part series is being presented live, and there are uh, two more opportunities to participate in that, and that's coming up on February 18th and February 25th. They're, they're both Sundays, and it's at 11.45 a.m. to 1.15 p.m., so it's a 90-minute workshop uh, program, um, and it's being held at the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Savage. So if you have any more questions on that, please check out their website, unityofthevalleymn.org, or you can contact our office at 612-930-3339. So we just finished the first six elements over the last two segments here of the show, Mm -hmm. and we are looking to move into that seventh one. And it uh, looks like you guys have that titled Faith. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's start that conversation. I love this element because it uh, speaks to what is the relationship between my personal story and my great story. And we all have a personal story um, in our human experience. It's made up of stories that we've come to believe, whether we like the story or not, right? Um, we also have been handed down um, stories that we've taken on as our, as our own, and we've actually talked ourselves into limiting beliefs and patterns. I know I've done that myself. And so, you know, the question is, what is the relationship between my personal story and a great story? Because we all have a personal story. And we all have a great story. And that great story is that outcome, that desired outcome that we're moving toward, that we desire, but we get these detours along the way. And the truth is that we are completely responsible for the story, the one we're living in, and for having the one that we would like to have. So um, uh, we talk about reframing, and there's some rewiring that needs to be done in the way that, that we believe about certain things. But that great story exists for all of us, and that really is about living better. And um, we may always be moving toward the great story, uh, but the fact that we're doing that, that we're, we're moving forward, even if we have to stop, and Heidi and I, you and I talk about the power and the pause, mm-hmm. being okay with pausing, catching your breath, protecting your peace, but we can't pause too long. Because if we pause too long, we start to kind of take some steps backwards, only to find ourselves having to move forward again. And so um, I, uh, I talk to this, about this in uh, different aspects of just winning Winning at the game we're playing and and, uh, moving toward that. So uh, what is your great story and what do you want it to be? Because we have to live better. Right. We've been taught by the dying that we need to live better so that we can have that good death, right? Yes, and we also, you think about a story, as we've said earlier, every, every chapter of that is within that greatness. But if we get stuck on focusing on chapter two, when we're already living chapter 10, then we forget that all of this is leading and all of this represents the greatness of what our experience is and who we are and who we came here to be, really. So throughout our entire story, the one that we're living in, some of it we like, some of it we don't. We can let go of that. Mm -hmm. That's that allowing and releasing. But what has to die in this lifetime before we die? And those things that have to die, there'll be many of them. There'll be an opportunity just to allow them to die, release them, allow them to have had their part, thank them, and to move on and to fill that gap with the new great story. Because the great story, it's not too deep. It's not very far down. It's right there at the surface. But we think that it's it's so deep we have to go so far to get it. But we really don't. We don't. And I always think about a, a phrase that I just love and I keep going back to, and we talk about it in our series, this is that creativity is as alive in the shadows as it is in the light. Yeah. And I think that that's really empowering for us to remember that there are so many peaks and valleys to our living and to our our own growth and awareness. And if we just love ourselves through that, we know that it's there for a purpose to bring us to the next best thing. And we have to have. We can't have one without the other. We can't know the light without having had the darkness. No. And we've got to have that. So so those are the seven spiritual elements of our living and how we move through that in our life. And um, so coming up in our next show, Heidi, we're going to talk about religion, believe it or not. And um, the impact that religion has had on our fear of death 
and our fear of dying. And you'll notice in our um, uh, series we talk about dying and death instead of the way it's typically said, death and dying, because dying is still living. We are still living when, we're, when we are in this dying phase, and in fact, we're all dying right now. Yes. Um, but we're going to be talking about that and talking about the grief. We're going to be talking about grief before, during, and after the loss, but not necessarily the grief that people would expect us to be discussing. Yes, we're going to touch on how the experience of loss impacts us, but we're also going to talk about how we move through the changes and expansions mm -hmm. in our life and how those around us can really have an impact on that yep. and how we move through that despite what the expectation of us really is. Yep. New kind of grief. Yes. And we'll talk about sudden death. There were people that asked us, what is the meaning of that? How do we make sense of it? And um, we won't go into that today, but we are going to talk about um, is there sense to be made of it? And um, how do we find some peace with that? So uh, on the 18th, which is uh, Sunday, the 18th of February, we're going to be talking about a new perspective on aging. Yeah. Um, and we are, all of us, I am that new perspective on aging. So we'll talk about um, uh, some of the things that we don't know, that we haven't been told. I mean, the crisis that we are looking at in our elder um, uh Population right. and those baby boomers, those of us who are in that space, how we move through that. I know, Ken, you talk a lot about that out mm -hmm. in the communities, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are surprised, and it gives renderance for, you know what? It's time for me to step it up. i got to start thinking about this uh, this stuff. And so, and on the 25th, we'll be talking about the gift of your legacy and honoring choices. And uh, we'll have a, a guest speaker at that um, uh, toward the end of that uh, exercise, that episode. And uh, so we're inviting you all to join us, come out and see the visualization mm -hmm. of what it is that we're talking about because these are courageous conversations and it's time to have them. It is. Well, that's going to conclude our show for today. I would like to thank Reverend Debbie Meckley, Chaplain and Spiritual Care Advisor, and Hospice Social Worker Heidi Simon for being here to share with us their insights on this five-part series entitled Lifting the Veil, Revealing the Spiritual Truths About Dying and Death. Death. Today we had a focus on releasing and allowing life's design where we discussed the seven spiritual elements of our living and dying experiences. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Please contact us with any questions or comments regarding today's show, or let us know of topics you would like for us to discuss in future shows. You can reach us by phone at 612-930-3339, by email at radio at mnhospice.com, or visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. Until next week, live like you're dying. Time to every purpose.